0: This is I Like People, Episode 5, Stoking the Interest in Being Interested. It's May 24th, 2018. I'm Maxime, and I like Casey. That's because I like people, and I strongly suspect Casey is one of those. I should let you know that I have an interest in recording responses people give to seven questions to save humanity in the hopes that any of these digital remains of the human race may benefit our artificially intelligent spawn. This doesn't mean the human race will certainly die in the robotic grip of an android overlord, but just in case, I hope after the interview you will permit me to review a song that gives me human feelings. If you are interested in the project I just described, keep listening. We will momentarily hear the recording in which I ask Casey the questions. I'll make Hi. <laughs> hi. What's your name? I'm Casey. Uh, hi, Casey. Are you human? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Great. Um, well, how would you describe
1: yourself? Well, that's a big question. I mean. Uh, yes. Take your time. Technically, I'm a biped. Hmm. I have two arms. Hmm, I have a lot of things, but there's a lot of things I don't have. Huh. My name's Casey. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. How would I describe myself? Okay, seriously, I don't know. I think uh, I like to play music. You, should, you could say I'm a musician. I'm interested in being interested. I want to want things. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to keep the fire inside myself alive. Whatever that means yeah was that like passion is it just
0: the curiosity drive
1: well yeah this would say what gets you up in the morning or whatever but a lot of times what gets people up in the morning is not really a good thing oh it's like a screaming alarm or something like i want something (laughs) that makes me want to get up in the morning
0: like the smell of coffee
1: Mm, I'm afraid coffee's a crutch. Yeah. I shouldn't say for anybody else, but like how that affects me is like I'll come into the room and be like, where's coffee at? You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we'll do something interesting, but as soon as I get coffee first, that'll make it interesting. And the problem with buttons that you can push that make things interesting is that the tendency is to build your whole life around the button. Yeah. So I'd like to learn how to be interested in simply being interested. Without needing coffee first, would you say you're generally disinterested as a person? No, half and half. I don't know. That's a that's like a where do you, where do you draw the line? I don't know. Yeah, I know what I'm like when I'm very disinterested, and I know what I'm like when I'm interested in, and then, you know, I, I waver between those two points. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like being interested in things. I like being in a place where interesting things are happening.
0: Have you noticed uh, more places or different things you could do where um, you tend to find things that are interesting?
1: Yeah, just around other people who seem to also be interested in the world without coffee first. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, other people light my fire. And, you know, people light each other's fire. Yeah. Part of the art of being alive, though, is to learn how to, like, light your own fire if somebody leaves you alone for a moment or if you are without your 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 thing or your pacifier your musical instrument or your community or whatever if you're just sitting alone for a moment with your own thoughts you know it's there's an art to not going crazy Mm. what tends to drive us crazy in those moments (laughs) coffee thinking i should make coffee (laughs) Where, where's the coffee where's my vice like where's the stuff where's my people like we're basically saying like where's my fire where's the fire oh right and forgetting that it's in uh, us it, yeah well hopefully it's in yeah <laughs> you know there's there's a fireplace in all of us that's for sure whether there's a fire in there or not it's up to you but but you live the way you light fires you know and so like You can live in such a way that you cram your furnace so completely full of fuel that it doesn't even have room to breathe or burn. And then you can say, why is my fire not burning when I have this bookshelf full of heady books? Like, well, that's a lot of big shit you got to chew through. Sorry for swearing it. Um, It's all right. It's an adult podcast. Well, fucking shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the small things like eye contact or a hug or like the kindling of your life. Um, y- you know, you can't really build a raging fire off of just that, but it's like, it takes these things to get it going. People say to break the ice or whatever, but I would say like to start the fire. Mm. It takes little things to start the fire. Um, and you can also smush a fire by dropping something too heavy on it. You know, you show up to a party and you start talking about religion or whatever. It's like, oh <laughs> geez, you just put the biggest log possible into the furnace, <laughs> you know? yeah, <laughs> That's
0: a slow burner. Yeah. It's, it's kind of... It's kind of sogging wet. It's going to take a while to even catch a flame.
1: <laughs> right. And whether or not the, the wood is wet is a whole nother thing. That's kind of reminds me of depression or rain could be the, the, the depression or perhaps the thing that you're holding on to that's like keeping you from burning. Um, you can also say like, I have built a perfectly good looking fire. Why isn't it burning? You know, it might just have rained, mm. you know, maybe you were sad a moment ago or, uh, you know, there's a weather weather in your mind and you can't curse the rain. You know, almost the 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 zen thing to do is to learn to love it, and when it rains, take that as your sign to go outside, get naked, and take a shower.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, what is the best way
1: for humans to care for the earth? Oh, God. I mean, good question. I think probably by asking that question, you know, and I think if anybody thought I had the answer to that, they they don't know me well enough. But, like not think we need so much coffee, <laughs> I don't know I hate to <laughs> keep saying that, but it's like my metaphor for all the vices and things like the the idea that we're not okay the way we are right now, and just if I had just a one thing, then I would be excited enough to then be alive, you know, and coffee is kind of like gasoline, you know, you chuck it on the fire and it goes, whoa, and, yeah. but that is that a real fire? You know, it goes out in a second you know, mm. it's, it, it's real in that it was there for a moment and then it went away, but you know, it's like, if you're, if you're needing a gallon of gasoline to light a fire, you know, it's like, <laughs> dude, you can do it by rubbing sticks together. You know? <laughs> and, and so can you become enthused for life by rubbing two sticks together. You know, that really is all it takes.
0: I also believe that by asking this question, we are saving the world. I got to be that guy and be like, what do you mean by save the world? Yeah, that's that's it. Just what do we mean by that? Well, um, I guess the question is, is hard to frame, but I keep thinking something like this. We're born on this planet, with or without knowing if we chose to be here. We usually assume we didn't. And then we're supposed to do something here, and it seems it's live, and we we have this whole world to live on, uh, and based on how we use it, we can create more suffering or less suffering, and so it seems, or create less suffering, that seems weird, Um, create more happiness or something. So it just seems to me that if we develop criteria for Earth's resources then maybe we'll be better stewards of this place and when we die it'll be better for the next people that show up without knowing what the fuck is going on
1: Mm-hmm. So when you say save the world you mean just kind of keep it on track and not crash
0: Yeah, something like that
1: <laughs> Okay Well, it's important to remember that crashes happen and <laughs> how many mass extinctions has there been already? Five or six or something? And you know, if not more like the ones we know about yeah 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 the Big Bang could have been a mass extinction too <laughs> so so it's funny to be like well I don't want to cause the next mass extinction well, <laughs> the, well the six or five or six that preceded us you think, know we, we well? wanted we wanted those to be there so we got there you know we always wanted it to be the last thing we want to be the last ones through the door but to save the world I don't know I mean of course you're supposed to say like the world doesn't need saving and we can't do anything that'll fuck the place up too bad mm. it'll evolution will keep happening and you know think the universe is not going to fall apart mm. you know because of anything that we do but I but nobody wants all the species on earth to go extinct and for us to just <laughs> rape the whole planet that's, all, that's obviously not good either
0: right but, yeah I guess that's what we're getting at is kind of uh what is the what is human behavior that's evil and what is human behavior that's good you know that's kind of what it comes down to and that's so tricky because everyone has different definitions of that in a way
1: well good good and bad uh there's what's good for the hawk is bad for the field mouse you know so there's nothing you can do that's either inherently good or bad you just change things you know and i think changing a shitload of things that you don't really understand is just a great way to tip over the boat or like and f- make the bicycle fall over or crash your, crash the car or whatever. So if we're trying not to crash the vehicle and you're you're asking what can we do in order to like just keep cruising cool style and not bump into anything too hard, then well, practice not bumping into anything too hard. It in your everyday tasks, like when you're walking. Maybe you walk a little lighter. Maybe you don't trump so down so hard on everything. You might step on a valuable mushroom or a four-leaf clover or something like that. Okay, what can I do to save the world? Retain balance? I don't know. Practice the tightrope, walking tightrope. Or do you know how to juggle, perhaps? Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> these things, we're juggling a lot of environmental issues these days. Maybe the physical act of learning to juggle will help you Uh, juggle all these dogmas and philosophies we're supposed to make sense of to save the world or whatever I don't know, play music Uh, that helps people keep in balance if somebody's talking try shutting the fuck up Uh, these (laughs) these are good things to to practice that if we were good at them maybe the greater picture of balance would come in together if the small picture of balance came together if the universe is like a fractal then the big thing looks like the little thing. Yeah. So try to make balance in your little thing, and the big thing should effortlessly uh, take after,
0: right? Yeah, makes sense. That's There's a lot of that in traditional knowledge. Uh, as above, so below. Yeah, just as you said. That's great. Well, what does community mean to you? What does
1: community mean? Community is... When a group of people don't want to kill themselves <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so basically it's the opposite of a cult.
1: Oh, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, except for those communities where they do want to kill themselves together. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I suppose, going back to the fire thing, a community is when you have a... F- a f- is when you have, like two people together who are whose fires are going because like where the metaphor breaks apart is like we're, we're sort of each our own fireplace and when we get together we kind of all make like a bigger fire out of our collective fires. so i would i guess this community is like more than, well community i was about to say more than one fire but mm. fuck dude can't you commune with yourself isn't that the ultimate fire it is mm. the one that you can light yourself without needing some modern device to help you get it up. Hmm. <laughs> so, I would say community is
0: fire. And what personal projects are you presently most excited about? Or or collaborations or anything like that? <laughs> Lighten my fire,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like all the projects y- you can take on are just like pieces of wood in your fire or pieces of plastic or whatever god knows what all we try to burn in our (laughs) fires but ideally it's healthy healthy wood we're trying to burn uh but like the greater project is making sure that there's a fire going how do you how do you transcend like each individual project and, and and develop a mode of life where you are always putting wood into the fire more than focusing on one individual piece of fuel you know, I want to get good at the whole cycle, making sure there's a fire going my whole life. So, in a way, you're,
0: the, ex- the project you're most excited about is project management of your projects. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, the project I've, yeah. <laughs> projects
1: i yeah, projects. Yeah, I'm excited about being excited about being excited for things. That sounds like a great loop
0: sounds like a fun loop uh, so I guess the last question uh, to save humanity is how can we all realize more human happiness together
1: how, how can we well these are similar questions practice yes. tight rope walking maybe learn to build a fire without a lighter I'm kind of speaking to myself now I don't give a shit what any of you do these are the things that I want to do become better at juggling practice playing the tub bass <laughs> learn to cook good food with simple ingredients that I understand. <laughs> Understanding what the hell I'm doing. <laughs>
0: uh, what can we do? What was the question? Um, how can we all realize more human happiness together? As if human happiness were some substance that can be like, you know... Oh, tapped into? And, and, and uh, enhanced... Uh, or, you know, some people say, well, feed the hungry, you know. Some people say, well, uh, you know, treat each other with respect. Don't be a racist asshole, you know, mm-hmm. like, whatever.
1: Well, this is going to be ironic for me to say at the end of an interview, interview, but, like, being quiet, it's like the ultimate gift you can give to the world. Just, like, seriously, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 yep, it'll help you become a better musician, a better cook, a greater observer of the natural world and of yourself uh, yeah, just, uh, I'm gonna stop talking
0: now I will too, that's a good way to end it okay, take care
2: I've been picturing plans I taught myself <laughs> to
0: That was When the Lights Come On by They Might Be Giants from their newest album, I Like Fun. No particular relation to this podcast, I Like People. Except that They Might Be Giants has been a band for about as many months as I have been alive, and I have been listening to them for over half that time, since an uncle introduced me to their 90s album, Apollo 18. Apollo 18 is, incidentally, what this song reminds me of, since it seems to be a slight throwback to that era of guitar and obsessive drums. Some are aware that the band of Johns after Apollo 18 dispensed with their traditional drum machine and adopted a full band, including a real live drummer. This isn't to dismiss the always professional drumming by the fine Mr. Beller, or whomever is drumming for them after uh their drum machine was let go but it's just hard to introduce a song by the group without bringing up the incredible range and diversity of sounds they merged over the course of 35 years of refined and nuanced song production if you put in a blender the genres of new wave rock pop folk and a touch of electronica a 1940s detective movie complete with intermittent commercial jingles A slew of noise experiments and eclectic instruments, a pot of black coffee, and a backpack full of school and miscellany, that just might result in a breakfast that tastes like they might be giants. Their songs often mix the melancholy, sweet, and obtuse, but always with some kind of relentless creative drive which gives them new iterations and inventions, and turns for the mind to navigate and for the heart to keep pace. I dare say they might be the greatest band of modern times. Even if they are also a surprising candidate for the role, because it's not quite an epic win, but a win from pure stamina, should doping on caffeine be an acceptable cheat. In this song, TMBG seem to be imitating a combination of their former selves and writing a new song to fit in the era that they're in, and yet also conjuring a band that is more casual and catchy with their lyrics than perhaps the mania of songs they've done, not just about anticipation, but which feel more longing. It makes me feel, as many of their songs do, I suppose, that they are a band within a battle of the bands, uh, but the battle is emanating from their own minds, constantly searching for a voice, finding it, comfortably taking the stage in the voice for a song or two or three, then moving on, taking on a different animal while insisting on retaining the earnest pleading vocals of the Johns throughout, as if asking us to continue the journey, never resting, forever running from the previous explorations and decisions, but perfectly comfortable being unsettled and not in an unsettling way. I think They Might Be Giants could be considered a band for empathic and sensitive people, struggling to understand the overwhelming world. They often seem to play the unreliable narrator or the unreliable narrator's sarcastic critic in subjects as diverse as childhood insecurities, mental breakdowns, murder, love, political movements, everyday obsession, or just being musically inclined. If you've only heard their television music from The Daily Show, Malcolm in the Middle, or some spare hit like Istanbul, Not Constantinople, which they didn't write, although they say that band didn't actually come up with anything else very good, or Particle Man, I do recommend you check out a range of their albums, from Long Tall Weekend, Join Us, Apollo 18, uh, Miscellaneous Tea, and Factory Showroom, to their newest forays, and if you enjoy them, you will not tire of thoughtful, funny, and moving subject matter. You may even feel some respite in the complex issues that come up uh, when we are feeling human and listening to They Might Be Giants. Thank you for listening to They Might Be Giants. They do have a dial-a-song service at 718-387-6962. Please, no robots. Next time, we'll talk with Sonny.